Welcome to the MWT Podcast with Tiffany. Hello. And myself, Lisa. <laughs> just in case you didn't just, know. Yeah, just in case you didn't know my name. Um, so today we are drinking on, it's called the Original Dark Horse. It says it's a big red blend. Um, it has, I wonder if they go by numbers because at the store I saw like, it was like a number one by this one and number two by this one. Wait, same and by the same by dark horse. Yeah. Oh, okay. So like this one's number is blend number thirty three point one. And it is thirteen point five percent by alcohol. Um, I must be honest. The reason I picked it was because it was on sale. How much was it on sale for? <laughs> um, seven ninety nine. And I think it's originally like twelve something. Okay. Yeah. So I've never really tried it before because, you know, it's over my $10 limit of wine. <laughs> um, I don't think it's bad. I think you can taste the different flavors in it. I feel like it would make a good sangria. I think so, actually. too. Yeah. This is a, it's a very strong alcohol by mm-hmm. volume. I wonder if that's a red wine type of thing, though, mm-hmm. because I had one at my sister's this weekend. Mm-hmm. And, it, yeah, it was like 14.6. Oh, yeah. But it wasn't like the um, Apothic Inferno that we mm-hmm. tried, where it was like, um, like aged in a whiskey whatever, barrel yeah. or whatever. But um, the good thing about this wine is it's very light on the palate at first, mm-hmm. surprisingly for a red. Um, it does get kind of heavy on the finish. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, my preference would probably be the opposite, a little heavy at first, and then it kind of like lightens, lightens up. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not bad. It's, it's, not it's bad. pretty good. I don't um, know if I'd buy it for 12 something ever again. No. I mean, mm-hmm. if I was going to a party, maybe, mm-hmm. and it was on sale, I would take it. Mm-hmm. I can't say I would be bragging about it. No, When I got either. the party, I'd just be like, I picked it up. I wouldn't be like, <laughs> yeah, you got to try this no. one. No. And I got to be honest, I was going to get the, the only, I saw the other kind that they had that was red was Merlot, and I was like, oh, I don't know if Tiff like Merlot. I don't even know if I really oh, like Merlot. Oh, I'm fine with Merlot. Oh, do you like Merlot? I'm o- I'm pretty much okay with any wine you pick up. Like I said, this is not my favorite mm-hmm. red wine, but it's not bad. bad. It's not mm-hmm. like where I'm like, oh, okay, let's, no, now let's that, dump this out. That Inferno one we had last time was a lot better, but it was also a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah. I guess it's not mm-hmm. a lot stronger. I guess 2% well, more. Maybe a taste stronger i don't know yeah you could taste the bourbon or whiskey whatever or it was whiskey yeah it was good i mean yeah, it since then, though. and we surprisingly we surprisingly finished, like, finished off the whole bottle. i mean i wasn't gonna talk about that but whatever <laughs> yeah we did it was good that was okay that was fun we got home kind of late that day yeah yeah for sure whoops oh well so i guess the little story time is i don't want to move for a long time again because we're moving and packing is no fun whatsoever like on sunday by the time i went to bed my feet hurt so bad i felt like i couldn't walk anymore (laughs) i'm like oh my feet are killing me and it's just from walking with the boxes and packing and no fun no fun. I actually like packing. You know, I'm a weirdo. I like She's organizing and packing and moving furniture 
and all that kind of stuff. And it's really exciting because Lisa and them are getting an apartment. Yes. And so yeah. we might start recording some of these over at her house. Exactly. Starting to have some Sunday fun days from Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Woo! Thank God. So, yeah, but, I mean, it's really only for nine months. I mean, but <laughs> once you're there, again. though, you know, you get to relax at your own yeah. place. It's exactly. It's our own place. That's like, mm-hmm. so I got to tell this funny story about Jordan. Because I'm not, not to sound ungrateful, because I am grateful that as fast as the house that we're living in sold and how fast we had to find a place, like we got this apartment and, you know, we'll have somewhere to live. <clears throat> so it's not as big as I would like, but whatever. So my mom was asking me what it was, how big it was, and I was telling her, and Jordan's like, you know, you should just be thankful that we're not going to be homeless. And I'm like, yes, yes, six-year-old, why don't you put it in perspective for me, because you are correct. And I was like, well, has, has he heard you say that? And I'm like, no, I would never say that in front of them. So she asked Calvin, have you been saying that? He's like, I would never say that in front of the kids. But I'm like, that's Jordan. Like, he totally thinks of things way beyond his age. And he totally just blurted out, you should be thankful that we're not homeless. Well, I mean, it's true. It's a true story. So, I mean, ever since then, I quit kind of complaining (laughs) because wait for him to tell me like it is because it is the truth. (laughs) All right. I don't have have such good news. Mm -mm. Last Wednesday... Um, basically, they fired me from my position at work. What? Yeah. You didn't tell me. No. It's I was a little mildly expect. depressing. Oh, well, I, I mean, here's the bad thing. They called me at 1230 on Wednesday and was like, we need to see you at 125 over in Building X. I'm like, oh, I know. I know what's coming. Mm-hmm. So I get there and they say... Well, your position has been eliminated. At first, they said all of the all of my whole team's positions. Then they they corrected themselves and said some of them. So I said, okay, some of the positions have been eliminated. All right, mine is one of them. Oh, it's not you. We didn't set. We didn't single you out. We did a point system. Okay, I said all right. So they said, well, we have other jobs available. You won't take a pay cut, but it's not going to be like an office job. Like mine was. Mostly office because I was um, doing like heavy group calls and all that. Um, so I would go out to the shop floor occasionally, but most of my work was at my desk. Mm. So I'm like, all right. So I got to pick um, from a bunch of different jobs and my pay is the same. So it's not bad. It's just more manual labor, which it's easy because I'm not doing any like crazy hard shit. It's, right. But it is, it is very manual. So like... I get tired. Like, come 8, 9 o'clock, I'm, I'm like, snoozing in the chair. I'm dead. But part of me is, like, you know, I went through, like, a depression. Like, well, that's kind of fucked up. And especially because I thought that they had picked their points based on seniority. So I was okay with it. I'm like, oh, yeah, these people all have more years. But one of the girls that they kept has only been working there for like a year and three months. I've been working there for almost six years. And so you've worked there for a really long time. Yeah. And don't they kind of have you in a position where you're kind of 
over like making sure people do exactly their job and like I'm a, not like a manager should be. So what I realized is that they I think what they were doing is going off of the velocity and the quantity, not the quality of work. Mm-hmm. So what happens is basically people do counts. They don't have to do all the hard stuff. They just simply do the counts and they turn them in. Then all the hard stuff comes in and it's my job to figure out what happened and what went wrong. Right. So we're not making high dollar adjustments. And part of me wants to file a complaint because I'm like, you based your thing off of that when we were never, that was not what I was supposed to do was to do a bunch of accounts. Right. My job was to do all the hardship, which I, which is what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. If you wanted me to just do a bunch of accounts and not have to worry about root cause, or if you wanted to be more even, then everybody should have had to do the same thing, all the same hard work that I have to do. Right. But it, people aren't required to do the hard work, which takes time, so I can't get the velocity and the quantity that mm-hmm. everybody does. And I feel bad because that's the same case for the other three people mm-hmm. was that their job was like clerking. So entering all the data, ordering all the sheets, and on top of that, doing their job. And the other guy that got let go, he was basically doing the same thing as me, which is like doing like really high dollar. And he and got let go, let go, like he, he got, didn't even get to pick no, a new job? No, they got to pick new jobs. Oh, okay. They, From what I hear is all three of them quit. They just took the le- the... The layoff. Oh. Do you still get paid with the layoff? I think they can collect unemployment. Oh, that's good at least. But he had, like, back surgery, so he shouldn't have been out on the shop floor anyways. Um, you know, the other one, you know, it's just... So he's probably limited to what he yeah. could do. But it kinda, it's kind of like a, like an asshole, like a dick move. Because I'm like, you handicapped us from the get-go, and then you fired us because we were doing other stuff than just counting. Right. So... Part of me wants to file a complaint, but then part of me is like, but my job is like way easier now. I don't have to do any of the hardship. Deal with, yeah. And then a part of me is like, I want to see how they do. Like, I want to see, you know, when people start complaining that all these adjustments have to be made. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, why are we making so many adjustments now? Well, maybe because you let go of of the people people. who actually had knowledge. Exactly. And, you know, that seems to be like what a lot of jobs are doing like Mm-hmm. They're taking away things to save money or to do this or do that. Well, in the end, they screw themselves. Right. So. And then they wonder why they can't hold on to talent or why people leave and why there's a high turnover rate. Yeah. It's, but thankfully, they didn't take your pay away. Yeah. I mean, the bad thing is I'm like, when is the other shoe going to drop? Right. Yeah, you know. Because it does. seems like yeah. it always does, no matter what. Like, they put me in this position, then... I'm like, you guys are still cutting positions, so I'm like, what if you just all of a sudden decide, well, we don't need her there. Mm-hmm. Then you cut my position after you move me there. Right. You're like, yeah. Yeah. It's like a never I think if cycle. that happens, I might file like a formal complaint. Can you file, since you're not actually hired on through CAT, can you file the complaint through the... Well, that's the problem, through? because my CAT boss was mad. Oh. He was like, I, he was like, they should have never like done that. He's like, I didn't have any say in it. They just um, called and told me who they're letting go. And that so was it. it's the people who aren't doing the job and don't know the right, job. Right, right, exactly. Is the one that, yeah, mm-hmm, just like in my work. Like the people who don't know the job makes the decisions mm-hmm. for the jobs, and you're like, you don't even know. You're yeah. not here every day doing this. Yeah. Well, and it was crazy because they're like, well, today's your last day of that position. You start your new job tomorrow. Just so, like that. Yeah. So, like, call me in. We're like, you can pack up all your stuff. And they're like, 
and then tomorrow you're going to report to a new supervisor. And the good thing for me is I, I know all the buildings because I'm everywhere. I know exactly mm-hmm. where things are. So I was like, okay. Now, Nothing. did your hours change or did they stay the same? No, I told them they have to stay the same. Tomorrow I got to work overtime, which I'm fine with. But I told them, like, I can't, I can work earlier than that, but I can't work past 2.30 because I have to get the kids, which is the reason why. Right, you do this too. You know, like, anyway. if you're going to tell me I got to work, like, different hours, then you're going to have to just let me go because, yeah, yeah, you can't just leave your kids at school for an hour or mm-hmm. whatever. So do you have to go in early then? Tomorrow I do got to go in like an hour early oh, for overtime, but... Don't you already go at 4.30? I wake up at 4.30, so tomorrow morning mm. I wake up at 3.30. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yuck. You need to go to bed at like 7. But I was slightly depressed, and then I had to put it in perspective. It's easier. I'm getting the same pay. I still have my seniority. I still have mm. my like weeks of vacation off and all that. So... Well, that's good. At least they didn't take all that crap away. No, because then they would have. I would have just taken the the yeah, layoff. Worth it. I would have just said you got to lay me off, yeah. and then I also would have filed a complaint. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, I'm not the type to file a complaint, but it's the principle of the matter. The principle right. is you let go of a lot of people who do other stuff other than just counting, mm-hmm. and they got no credit for that. Mm-hmm. Off your shitty point system that you. Don't but even not know because you don't. Aren't they kind of known for that? Like they lay people off or switch people around to make things look better on their books or something. I don't or is know. That not as much anymore. I don't know. I mean, there, there's a downturn, which means my comp, like the company that I work in, not the one that I work for. So they're a major company and they're in a downturn, which means that we're downsizing, which means they mm-hmm. had to downsize the team, which is fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it happens. You can't keep a workforce and all that. Right. It's just math. But I think it was the way they selected it was kind of shitty. Yeah, sounds like it. It's like you didn't take into account any of the other extra work that we do or the extra knowledge that we have, and that's why right. we do this. And how they come to you for everything anyway. Right. To it's, fix I, problems. I just trained. Uh, the bad thing is when they called me, I was in the middle of training somebody. Yep. So I train people. I check everybody's work. Mm-hmm. And then I do all the hard shit and I do regular count. So it's like, it's kind of, it's it's a fucked up situation. Well, they'll be screwed in the end because they didn't probably yeah. put all that into consideration. Yeah. So that I went through sucks. a little mini depression, but. I would have too, like, really? I'm okay now. I'm like, oh. yeah. easier job. I go, I just work. Same pay. What can you? And I was like, hopefully I'll lose some weight. That's, that's why true. You'll be walking around. That's why I'm like glad crazy. that Lisa's doing like red wine because yeah. red wine is good for losing weight. It's good for your heart too. See? A glass or two a day. Right. Or a bottle. Or a bottle. <laughs> I mean, who's counting? It's still a red wine, right? <laughs> and now that I have thoroughly depressed all of our listeners. No, no. You probably just needed to get <laughs> off your chest. I'm sure some of them can relate I'm good to the now. crap going on at work. Yeah. I'm sure. Oh, I am sure. So if any of y'all want to offer me a job where you work, just let me know. Right? Shoot me an email. Look, girl, up. <laughs> she, you know, she she needs, well, you don't really need a job. She just wants a new job. Cause they're, yeah. They're bullshitting at her job. I need to. Yeah. I need to move on. Yeah, you've worked there a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So... This week, I wanted to kind of do a part two of our of last week, since if y'all remember, Tiffany decided to spring the quiz 
on me that I was not prepared for. <laughs> so I thought it'd be kind of cool because we actually got a lot of responses to the question. I thought it'd be kind of cool for um, to ask our you know people on social media who answered the question to take the test and then see what the actual outcome is. So what if you if you didn't listen to our last podcast, what it was is the question was, are you friends with all of your exes? Some of your exes are none of your exes and why? Well, Tiffany decided <laughs> to throw it on me even. Um to a quiz. She like literally I was on my way. No, I was probably getting ready to leave or was it the day before? No, I think it was the day. I can't. Um, yeah, well, because I was at home. That's when you came okay. to my house. Yeah. She sends me this thing. She's supposed to be at the house in a half an hour. It's like, take this quiz real quick and then screenshot me your answer. So I'm like, okie dokie. <laughs> and then I'm looking at it like, what the hell does this have anything to do with the podcast? But okay. So, um, so I took it and sent it. Well, really what it is, was, was a quiz about how, what, what was it exactly? Like, um, how you about your personality and if you're friends with your exes what it really means about you and stuff so i'm like well actually since so many people you know commented i'd love to see but apparently nobody wanted to know if they were psycho or not because it says if you are friends with your exes you're psycho it's and they say right? it's the underlying reason it says if yeah. you're friends with okay if you're friends with your exes, you might be a psycho. And then it goes into explaining, it depends on the reason why you're mm -hmm. friends. If you're friends for sentimental, like, oh, they're mm -hmm. so trustworthy, oh, I like them so much, then no, you're not a psychopath. But if your reasons are uh, for, uh, I want sex from them, oh, they give me money, so I keep the ties, oh, there's some beneficial reason for me right. to be friends with them, then you probably err on the side of what they call the dark triad, which is Machiavellianism, psychopathy, and narcissism. So I sent her the test um, just because it was listed in mm -hmm. the article that we had referenced. And so I wanted to see what her said. Um, I think mine was like slightly... I can't remember. Something. You have to listen to the podcast. Yeah, but basically... I'm not like the, I'm not like a goody two-shoe. Mine, I think, said I went with the flow, but I could use things to get my way or something. Yeah, and I yeah, forgot something. exactly what the description yeah. was. But basically, we're the same you know, person, essentially. Much, you know. So, I was extremely sad when nobody really commented, except for my cousin Sheila, and her response last week to the questions were I have a few exes I'm friends with some we talk daily others not so much then I have exes who didn't know how to remain friends and wanted more all the time that wasn't going to happen I don't do the friends with benefit thing so we don't even talk now which I think she's married she's married anyway so I don't think that would go very well <laughs> no that wouldn't so what she got from the test was shockingly saintly so it says she is a little, what's the word? Machiavellian. Yeah. She's a little that and then um, a little narcissistic. Narcissistic. <laughs> I can't say these things. <laughs> and then it says she is absolutely no psychopathy. See, if mine was like, I'm 
a decent amount of Machiavellian, about midway narcissistic, and then slightly psychopathic. I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you'd be psychopathic though. No, but you know what? I was. Uh, I I'm one of those people that I read things like I, mm. I'll see something. Yes. And if it mentions like, oh, there's a test for this. I'm a real big test taker. Like, you know, some people hate taking tests. Mm -hmm. I love taking tests. Like, I just want to take tests to see how I do on them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, most people get real nervous. They don't want, they don't want to take tests. I always approach tests like, if you know it, you know it. If you don't, Mm -hmm. you don't. You don't stress about it. You just answer as best you can and just move on. But I saw one and it was, um, gave you different scenarios and it gauged the way that you reacted to mm-hmm. it. So it's like there's eight people on a um railroad track. If you pull the trigger, it the train will stop and those eight people will be saved, but it'll kill one of your family members. What do you do? Wait, say it again so okay. I can say what There's I do. eight people on a railroad track and okay. the the subway, the train is like barreling, barreling at them. Mm-hmm. If you push the button, it'll save those eight people, but it'll kill one of your family members. What do you do? Do you know the eight people? Yeah, they're just random people. So what kind of family member is it? <laughs> That's what I would have to think. I don't know what I would do. Well, see, and the test was like, if you have to battle this around in your head, you're not a psychopath. But if you can, I would have to battle If it. you can immediately make a decision... Mm-hmm then you're probably a psychopath. But, well, I don't know. I would have to, like... But that's what that's I'm saying. My whole thing. You like, have a dilemma because it says normal the... people have dilemmas where psychopaths are impulsive, so they'll just make, like, a so quick snap decision. So what did you decide decision. there, Tiffany? Well, the crazy thing is... <laughs> it was, like, immediately, it was, like, eight people, gone. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then I was, like... This, the more I took the test, the, uh, the further it spiraled down, and I was uh, like, shit, I'm not supposed to answer quickly. I'm supposed to think this over. Oh, no. Mm-mm. She great, great. I was like, it's, a, great, it's great. a numbers game. No, see, that would be me. I'm like, well, I don't know. It depends on what family member it was. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, eight people is a lot of people. They're probably parents and grandparents, and then there's this one person. But I wonder, like, when you talk about psychiatric disorders like it's so easy to fall into oh it is something i think there is anybody who truly went like i tell people all the time do not google what you have going on right i feel like anything that you have any way that you feel you're feeling if you google it Google can convince anybody that they're crazy. Well, it's like a physical Google, illness, yeah. right? For mental illness. It is. But see, I wonder for like a psychiatrist though, you know? Mm-hmm. As a psychiatrist, you're just ticking the boxes. Yeah. And eventually all those boxes are ticked and you're like, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. And I wonder why there's so, if that's why there's so much diagnosis. Because, okay, this will be controversial. Controversial. And I'm sorry, but autism, mm-hmm. ADD. ADHD, you know, when they start saying, my kid has trouble focusing. And then I think about my kids and I'm like, sometimes my kids have trouble right. focusing too. You know, you know how many times I have to remind them, like, stay on task, do your homework, work mm-hmm. on this, work on that. And I'm wondering, would they be diagnosed as having like ADHD, ADD, 
mm -hmm. autism. I, for a long time, I thought Lena, my youngest, had autism because she would freak out mm -hmm. anytime we put her in the tub. She would just go berserk. And I was like, I wonder if it's like um, the water. She's like right. sensitive to that whole sensation. Mm -hmm. If the water got anywhere close to her face, like not even on her face, but close to her face, she would like freak out. Um, and just little things. Too much, too much noise. She would mm -hmm. freak out and everything. But she eventually outgrew it. Mm -hmm. So then I wonder, I for a long time, I, th I thought she did. We had to take Cameron, I don't know, you'll probably remember, to the doctor because last year, once he started kindergarten, um, there was just a lot of things that he had going on that, like, just behavioral-wise and not being able to focus and this and that and that we took him to the doctor for. Like, it was a, it made became a mention at school, so I'm like, well, let's just make sure everything is going okay. And Cameron's like, well, what do you think he could have? And I'm like, I don't know. What if he, uh, like, maybe autistic? Because... Cameron is very, and still to this day, he is very, if something does not look the way he feels it should look, it really bothers him. Food is a big one. Like, if he, if you make something that does not look neat and pretty, like, he won't eat it. Like, he feels it's all mushed together and it's gross. Mm. So, he's not big on casseroles. He's not big mm. on soups. Nothing. Like, everything has to be separate. Just how he likes it. Or it's grosses him out and all he wants is toast and butter. Mm. So... Um, so we had him tested and which was so nice that the doctor's office didn't just go off of like what the school had said. They literally put him through a series of tests, mm -hmm. which is nice because back when Tyler was in first grade, we had to take him in for like just behavior and focusing and stuff. And, um, they, they only went off of what the school said and then he was diagnosed with ADHD. So... I was really happy that Cameron, they like, he went and actually seen, um, we see a doctor in Yorkville and she's more of the being on the all natural side and yeah stuff. So they actually have a, a pediatric therapist in their office. So he went for like six weeks every Saturday. We mm -hmm. were in there and sometimes his sessions would be almost two hours long and she would do all these different things with him. Well, actually, what it came down to, she said, you know, if she didn't test him, they would have automatically just assumed he had ADD or HD, ADHD, and they would have wanted to put him on medicine and been done. She said, but actually what it is, is a lot of kids who have this problem is misdiagnosed with ADHD or ADD. It's something where his eyes, like nothing's wrong with his brain or anything, but his eyes cannot focus on things correctly. So he like sees things differently he is it almost like dyslexia no i asked her and she said no not okay. at all and she said he's not at all that's part of what they test for mm -hmm. she said it's something with the way his eyes are looking at something and the way it talks to his brain that it's just not right to him mm -hmm. so if stuff is a big group and mm -hmm. he has to pick something out of like a huge group of things like okay match this with this or do this with this it's just too much for him and he can't do it. Oh, it's like a sensory so, overload yeah. type of thing. So he like make and he and I can tell he's getting better and better with it already. Mm -hmm. He you have to cut things like if it's like a pick this, pick this, pick this. What was recommended is cut things into smaller smaller pieces. Don't have it all on a page where he has to just point because it just looks like a big blob. Like it's overwhelmed. Yeah. Quickly. yeah. So um I thought that was really nice that they didn't just, you know, automatically 
diagnose him with right, something. Right, just blanket, like he doesn't have blanket it, diagnosis. I do think a lot of offices, that is what they do. They just blanket diagnose from what the school goes. They don't do any of their study, and then they're done. So I do and think that's a lot of people are with, misdiagnosed yeah. often. And that's my worry with... You know, these tests, it's like WebMDing yourself. Yes. Or it's like going to an ER doctor, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, I'm in severe pain. And the ER doctor's like, oh, you're just crazy. Like all the other 50 people that we've seen yes. today. And you know what? And that's what I worry about with like psychopathy and like all these kind of stuff like that. Are you misdiagnosing people because you're just... Well, they tick all the boxes that require it, and then we just go on from there. Right. We don't look into anything further. There's no actual further evaluation. What is the, yeah, what is the cause? Is it a is it something in the brain? Mm-hmm. Is there a tumor? Right. Is there, like, uh, some type of connections not going on up there? What's mm-hmm. going on? What is creating this? We don't investigate. We just, like, you're crazy, and here's some medicine, and here you go. And I feel like a lot of things... Um, just when you see it at work and you like where I work and you know like and just even from me when I was on vacation when the kids first started school off and on for a couple months I kept getting this really bad pain in my back where my kidneys would be mm-hmm. and I mean it was to the point where like for a half an hour I couldn't hardly breathe I couldn't do anything but I am the most stubborn person and I don't like going to the doctor so I would walk it out and once it went away, I would be like, okay, I'm fine. I'm not going to the doctor. Right. And Calvin like, yes, you are. No, I'm not. So I, this one time, um, it got so bad. Like the pain was so bad. It, I kept throwing up every time it would come oh, on and it yeah. wouldn't go away. So I was like, I need to go to the emergency room. Calvin's like, what? Because he's not used to me saying I need to go to the emergency <laughs> room. I'm like, yeah, something is wrong. This is not right. So I go they tell me everything is normal. Now, mind you, even when I got there, I was still in pain. I couldn't even sit long enough for them to take my, like, blood pressure. And so I'm like, I have to get up. This is hurting too bad. Mm-hmm. I got sick when I was there and everything because the pain was so bad. So, of course, they did all these tests. They did a CT scan. They did this. Everything was normal to them mm-hmm. because they thought that maybe I had... I don't know what they thought I had, but, oh, like a kidney stone. That's what they were thinking that I had. Mm -hmm. So they did a CT and gave me contrast and all this stuff and told me everything was normal and I could go home. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm like, okay, you don't have blood in your urine and this pain and you're normal. It's not normal. So I went to my doctor for my follow-up, like they said, and I actually had, which came back from the labs from the ER, not even the ones that she did. Mm-hmm. She just went off of those first before we did anything else. I actually had an upper, like I had a UTI, and she said it probably was, which is a urinary tract infection. She said, which was probably upper soles up in my kidneys. Mm-hmm. And in that area, she's like, your labs from the ER show that you have this. Mm-hmm. And they didn't tell you. I said, no, they told me I was normal, fall with my doctor in two days and go home. I mean, I see why No, that's a basic run-on. It is. They sent me home. Okay. My hypochondriac story. I go in, and I'm complaining. I'm like, it is very painful. Like, I'm in tears. Mm -hmm. They give me morphine. They run their blood test. Everything's normal. Don't do the CT, nothing. Send me home. Okay. Four hours later, I go back to the ER. I'm like, no. I'm in, like, a lot of pain. Like, a lot of pain. And you don't understand... 
I went through childbirth three times without any pain meds. Right. I probably could have done it the four times, but I was scared the first time. I was like, oh, just give them to me. Because I'm not above pain meds. If I need them, I need them. I'll take them. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, no. I went through three pregnancies, like three labors, no pain meds, smile on my face. Okay. When I tell you I'm in pain, I am in pain. I go back. They test me. This time they actually send the doctor in and he was like, we ran the test again. Because at this time they were like, we're not giving you more morphine. They're thinking I'm uh, like a druggie. Right. I thought that's all the ER feels like they are. And I get it. They run into people like that. But I'm like, you can look at my record. Well, you can look at my record and see that I'm not in here. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. come into here. You can see that. Right. Right. So he's like sheepish. He walks in and he's like, okay, your numbers are like really high. We're going to admit you. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to like, they had to rush me into like emergency, open up like the duct. It was blocked off totally. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, my, my organs were starting to fail. That's how bad it was. Mm-hmm. They're like... This is ridiculous. Yeah, I know. I told you guys yeah, that was an like, lot. Oh, shit, I'm not lying when I was <laughs> Yeah. I kind of went through the same thing when I was having gallbladder problems. Yeah. Like, I don't complain either. Like, um, the one time that I had to have emergency surgery in Colorado, I kept getting this really bad pain in, like, my left lower part of my abdomen. And I'm like, eh, I probably just got an ovarian cyst. I'll, if it doesn't feel better, I worked at the clinic, of course, in Colorado in radiology then, too. And I was like, eh, if I don't feel better tomorrow, I'm just going to ask Dr. O'Connor, or the doctor, if, I don't want to say his whole name on there, but I'm like, I'm going to ask him if I can just do an ultrasound and see if that's the problem. Because I do get ovarian cyst and... They have been to the point where if they didn't go away on their own, I was going to have to go in and have them surgically done. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, eh, that's all it is. Well, then it, I'm like, I'm just going to take a nap and I'll feel better when I wake up. No, I didn't feel better. But mm-hmm. I still was like, I'm not going to the emergency room. This is not worth going to the emergency room for. When I go to work tomorrow, I can figure it out tomorrow. Yeah. If something's wrong, I'll walk right over to our urgent care that was connected with us and that will mm-hmm. be that. The so perks of working at a clinic right. slash hospital. Right. So we went to my parents' house for dinner. And I mm. think my dad had made like margaritas or something. Eating and, makes it worse. Yeah. And my dad makes like the best margaritas ever. And I turned a margarita down because I was for real in that much pain. <laughs> and they're like, what? I was like, I just, it still hurts. Like, I just don't feel like eating. We might even been having steaks. Mm. I'm like, I just... I don't want it. And my mom's like, you're going to the emergency room. I said, no, I'm not. Hmm. She's like, yes, you are. Calvin's like, you're going to the emergency room. You're pale. You can't get off the couch. You're going. I said, no, I'm not. I'm waiting till tomorrow. <laughs> so finally they told me if I didn't go there, call an ambulance. I'm like, well, I'm sure in the hell not paying a thousand dollars for an ambulance. Right? So I'm going. And I was like, this is going to be stupid. It's just no variances, whatever. No, it wasn't. And I had to have, it was an ectopic pregnancy, actually, and I had to have emergency surgery. And the doctor's like, it's a good thing you didn't wait through the night because you would have died. died. Yeah, that's what he told me. Oh. And I was like, I oh. 
<laughs> okay, and Calvin's like, I told you we will never do this again. I will never let you convince me not to make oh, you go to the said, I thought we were never going to do this again. I thought yeah. you were say, we'll never have sex no, again, Lisa. No, he didn't say that. <laughs> he was like, I will never let you convince me not to make you go to the emergency room again. Sex is what got you there, though. Yeah, right? Just an FYI. Just it's After my tubes have been tied. It's the double working. Mm-hmm. So... I went through all of that, and so now every time, like, I even have a nick of a pain, he's like, do you need to go to the emergency room? <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. So for me to have said I had to go for the my gallbladder. The copies are ridiculous. Yeah. Forget all that. For my gallbladder and for that pain in my back, you know it had to have been bad for them just to have sent me home like I was an idiot and, like, nothing mm-hmm. was wrong with me. And, like, my gallbladder, I dealt with it for, like, a month and a half. I just really hate it because I'm like, you can look in my record and see how often I'm here. And if you know me, you know I don't Mm -hmm. go. You know, so I kind of, you know, bringing this back to our whole original discussion of being that. I guess it all really ties together. Like, it's weird because I want to go just for, and this is going to sound weird, I'm sorry guys. (laughs) I just want to go for fun. (laughs) To the ER? No, to like, you know, have a psychiatrist and have them do like testing on you. But then part of me is kind of worried because I'm a weirdo. They'll be like, no, girl, we need to admit you. And you'll be like, hold up. I'm not going to the hospital. Whoa, this was just supposed to be fun. This wasn't supposed to be fun. And they'll be like, that's another reason you need to be it. Exactly. Okay. Because nobody comes here for fun, Tiffany. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just curious. I want to. Okay, yeah. so if any of my friends are, which I think a couple of you guys are, if you guys are in like psychiatry or whatever, you know, and you guys know how to do testing, let's I do really, it on the podcast. I, I really, hear just, this. I really just want to be tested. I'll record it. Actually, I don't know if we can do it like on the yeah, podcast as we record. True. But I'll record like a special edition mm-hmm. of like Tiffany sitting down with psychiatrist. Great, great I don't know if that's against their thing or if I can say like, no, it's cool. You can totally put well, that out there. Well, it's you. Or, they should be able to say yeah. Like cool. I can just talk about it. Right. I don't know. But I, I mean, yeah, I do feel like certain doctors and I feel like they do misdiagnose people or they do just push people off to the side as being a hypochondriac, I guess, or this or that because it's all about I don't I want to. I don't want to say it's all about patient satisfaction anymore. No, it's about it, but numbers. It is. It's philosophy. And, and I think a lot of patients who go into the doctor, like ERs, they push you off as a hypochondriac. So let's get you out, get the next one in, get you out, get the next yeah. one in, get you out, get the next one in. But I feel like in clinics, it's all about patient satisfaction is how things go. Like even my... Re- yearly reviews now are off of patient satisfaction and I'm like you I'm ever, a technologist. Well do you ever feel like that's kind of bullshit though? Oh, oh I do feel like that's like, bullshit. Like not just you but I feel like this whole patient satisfaction thing is bullshit because I went into an office visit and they're like everything's good you just paid $30 mm-hmm. for nothing motherfucker. Yeah. Thanks for your money. You know I don't think it actually but is like. I also feel there's those doctors out there that will just because we see lots of patients Mm-hmm. And CT. I feel like there's a lot of doctors who will let patients think anything they want to think about them just because that will make them happy. Mm. So I feel like there's a lot of doctors who are like, oh man, if I tell this patient that they're just 
or crazy and nothing is really wrong with them, then mm-hmm. and that they don't need this or they don't need that, they're going to say I was a bad doctor. So I'm just going to give them what they want so they can be happy. I mean, but that's true for life in general. Think because, about it. The people who push and complain mm-hmm. and all that the most, those are people who go places and get things that they want. Right. The people who are, you know, and it, it almost makes a statement true, nice guys finish last. Mm-hmm. Because... Those people are very like, okay, whatever you say, all right, I'll trust you, fine, Mm -hmm. I believe it. And the people who are like complaining about every little thing, Mm -hmm. those are the people that people pay attention to. Right. So it kind of makes me want to be the complainer because then I'm like, maybe I'll actually get things that I need to get done or I need Mm -hmm. to get taken care of versus... The bullshit that you sell me because I'm a nice person and I just say okay, yeah, whatever you say. And it, and like now on the other side of like healthcare, I feel like doctors are now put in doc, just like everybody in healthcare, like they're put under this blanket of if you don't satisfy your patient, you're not a good doctor. If you don't see this many patients in a day, then that's too bad for you. Well, that's the problem like with the privatization of healthcare. They're like where it's a profit. It's a profitable it business. And and you know, that's what they're they're truly held accountable for. 15-minute appointments, get them in, get them out. If they think this is wrong, good, make them happy. You are to make them happy, not to it's not even about truly saying, "Okay, that is not wrong with you." Like Right, like actually doing what you right. need to do. And what they're supposed to do, because they're under so much pressure, too, to do all this stuff that they probably feel like they have to or they're going to lose their job. I mean, what it is, is a, it's a numbers game. And, and money. How many people can't see? Money anymore. You see your doctor for like five, ten minutes. Let's be real. You probably yes. see the tech and the nurse for a longer mm-hmm. period of time than you see the actual mm-hmm. doctor. And they're going room to room to room to room to room. Right. Their whole job is to get as many people through as they can. Yeah. And people suffer, patients suffer, but then, you and then know. And they suffer, but the business sure gets all that money that they want. It is. It's a, it's and a it's quota. it's sad and it's crazy and I don't know. It's universal, like hard being on Universal health care. Yeah. You know, people will also get mad at that suggestion that we have universal health care, but I'll challenge you with this. You can ask for an appointment, and if it's not dire, they're going to push you off as long as they can. Yes. You're going to still be waiting Mm-hmm. I know people who have private insurance that are still waiting to see a specialist for over a month, over two months, mm-hmm. because they're so busy. That's the reality, and you're paying private health care money, plus money out of your pocket, because now private health insurance doesn't want to pay for shit. You know, you're... Lisa just got me started on a rant no, that y'all don't, it's, y'all don't... No, it's okay, because it's y'all true. Y'all don't even want to hear... I mean, I will tell you this, with insurance alone, like, and see, this is what happens when we don't get responses. We just kind of go on rants, but whatever. It all ties together in the end. And with insurances alone, you pay out of the ass for insurance. Like, I feel like our insurance, I work at a medical facility. Me and Calvin both. I don't, my kids don't go to where I work because I don't like the doctor, so I still go yeah. somewhere else. Like, just being honest, I do not like their pediatricians. That I like my saw. pediatrician, which is actually at Lisa's facility, but we've had her which, which, since I just was. Which location? Uh, Fox Valley. Oh, see, I've, I've never since seen Since I was a child, she was my pediatrician, and now she's my kid's pediatrician, and I love her. 
See, and we've I've never seen a Fox Valley pediatrician. I've only seen the ones from the Aurora Galena office. Okay. And it was because Cameron also has when he was younger, he had really bad constipation, like to the point where he would cry his eyes out because it hurt to go mm-hmm. to the bathroom. So I've seen numerous ones in the office because every other day Cameron was bawling. He would go to the bathroom. There would be blood in his stool because his Ooh. poop would be so big that it hurt. All they kept telling me was give him Miralax, give him Miralax, give him Miralax. Well, it's not working because now what you're doing is giving the poop that's stuck on top of the constipated poop diarrhea. So then that's coming out. So, nothing ever got TMI, done. TMI, guys. I'm sorry. sorry. She didn't preface that. Yeah. I just TMI. had to get it out there. Sorry. TMI nothing after the fact. It right. didn't help, but Whatever. you heard it. You're good. Right. You're this adults. This stuff doesn't bother me. So. You're adults. So, they, I mean, I just felt like they just kept acting like, give him more Miralax. Well, how much Miralax can I give this poor kid? Something is wrong. Mm-hmm. So, then I was like, I can't do this anymore. Something is wrong. We have to switch doctors. So at that point, I had had it with the pediatricians at the clinic, and I'm like, we have to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Well, um, fortunately, when we first moved back to Illinois, the kids got on Calvin's mom's insurance before we got insurance because we lived with them. Yep. So fortunately, she had a PPO insurance, which means we could take them anywhere compared to our my HMO insurance where we had to take them to, dry, to the clinic. <laughs> and so that's when we started seeing this other doctor. Well, they actually make their, like physical therapy, and I don't think it's called physical therapy, but whatever it is. It's it, called it's poop a ther- therapy. Yeah, pretty much, but it's a different term. I can't remember it. For <laughs> people with constipation because it's an actual obviously most of us probably know a, a thing yeah and and so he went to that and it made him better like it was different things and i mean not again tmi sorry they they had to put these stimulators on his butt where like <laughs> where your nerves are <laughs> i'm such a child because i'm giggling right where your That's nerves so certain nerves are on your butt they make you go poop they put these stimulator things on there like kind of look like if you ever had ekg that's what it looked like and he would play this game on the computer like they make it into a game when he's supposed to tighten his butt and it, would, it out and it would shock his butt and, and it, he didn't poop on the table or anything but it helped him learn how to use his muscles correctly because that's what it came down oh, okay. to was he he was so scared to poop after being constipated that he just wasn't so he was tensing up yeah and now he poops with the problem but for people we who are suffering never, with poop problems yes yeah. See a poop had gall bladder problems. Which, I would suggest a probiotic. Yes, I would too. Um, I any the probiotic same thing. that works for you. I like the kefir, the Lifeway kefir mm-hmm. um, smoothie things. They last forever. I mean, I go through like a, a big bottle each week. Mm-hmm. But before I was like TMI. Sorry guys, you guys are just gonna have to hear this. I would go from like super constipated mm-hmm. to like diarrhea and then back to super constipated diarrhea and like this has been like That's a kinda, great yeah. regulator so if you guys are having any problems with like that whole aspect get a probiotic i'm not saying mine works for me and mm-hmm. that's what works it's honestly works the best but find which one works for you. Probiotics. I know you hear people like, oh, probiotics are amazing. They no, are. They are amazing. They I really use, are. 
the Advocare probiotics. Mm-hmm. And they work for me. Like, I feel like it's better. Shameless plug. If you need Advocare yeah. products, set up Lisa. I sell it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it is. And I don't know. I do feel like some doctors just want to push things under the rug. And... Yeah. Let, I sent Lisa a link because... I felt like we weren't going to have anything to discuss because we only had, like, one response. Wow. Huh. And here we are almost 50 minutes Ranting, into the podcast yeah. talking about But every, it all ties together. Everything under yeah. the sun. Doctor-wise. Um, yeah. In the healthcare world. Right. Um, yeah. But I sent her a link, and it kind of has, like, some different things about how to find out if you are a psychopath. So... Let's see how close you are, based on these, like, descriptions mm-hmm. of what a psychopath is, how close you are to being a psychopath, and then let us know, comment, I want to yeah. know if you're a psychopath. We can put it in the description from the We'll kind of answer live as yeah. we're going through this. All right, so let's go. Let's, let's do this. Let's do this. So. <laughs> let's see if it comes up. And if I'm sorry, I'm sorry, because um, Lisa brought this wine it's, with it's, it's a actually um, the more you uh, drink the better it got the only thing really that we're missing though. is a little cigar thing i should have got one lisa slacking i'm so Hi. excited for next week's drink i already bought it it is oh, so yeah. good so excited i'm excited oh hey next week should we have the podcast at my new house yeah i'm hey, game i'll drive go. out there all righty okay you heard you heard it here first. first you know First from the sources. <laughs> <laughs> Why is not mine's not coming up? Is All right. Coming up? So the article is on Thrillist.com, and it says signs someone you know is a psychopath in disguise. Mm. This could also apply as uh, signs that you yourself are a psychopath. Mm. Okay. Mm. Psycho. All right. So uh, this is going to be kind of um, in depth. But I want you to get what they say when they say this. Okay. So the first sign is glib and superficial charm. And this says the tendency to be smooth, engaging, charming, slick, and verbally facile. Psychopathic charm is not in the least shy, self-conscious, or afraid to say anything. A psychopath never gets tongue-tied. They have freed themselves from the social conventions about taking turns and talking, for example. So... Hmm. Psychopaths tend to be, I almost want to say they're saying like charismatic, where it's very natural. They're not worried about the way you Mm -hmm. think about them. They're using like the way they speak to you as a means to get what they want. See, now, I'm not shy. And I'm not afraid to say anything that's on my mind. Well, it's not saying brash. It's saying like this. It's like, you don't actually think that that woman looks nice, but you're like, oh, don't you look nice today, Janice? And it's more of like a reason of like, Janice holds the key to getting you the position you want. You don't think Janice looks good. Mm -hmm. You think Janice is an asshole. Or you don't even give a fuck about Janice, period. But you just say it because Mm -hmm. you know it's charming. So that's what it means by superficial charm. It means that like the whole reason that you're sweet and nice is to get something from someone. Mm -mm. Okay. I will say I'm not a charming person, but I... I don't know if it's... 
I think it's appropriate, but I don't know if it's not. Like, sometimes I think people are, like, assholes or they're dumb or whatever, but I'll be nice because... I'm, I don't know. I don't know if I do it because I'm like, I'd want people to treat me that way. Or if I do it because I'm like, well, you never know what one day I might need them. Well, I think I'm in a, even like, I'm the middle. Even if people are assholes, I'm nice. Like, at work, I'm so like, I know how to be. And I call it professional. But I don't know if it's me being See, professional or if it's me saying, I know that if I'm an asshole to this person... It could come back and bite me in the ass. So logically speaking, I'm not doing it just for the sake of being nice sometimes. Sometimes I'm doing it for the sake of saying not burning any bridges. Uh, okay, that's me too. Sorry, we both cry, cry. So that's okay. So yeah. listen to me. Yeah. Point one, slightly, I, yeah, we're in I'm the middle. The same way. I, I mean, sometimes I'm genuinely people. nice yeah. just to be nice. Well, me too. But sometimes I'm like, let and me bite my tongue and be polite. I have to be, be professional. Yeah. And I call it professional. But is me that too. psychopathy? It might be. We're mm. psycho. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. The second one. We're grandiose self-worth. A grossly inflated view of one's abilities and self-worth. Self-assured, opinionated, cocky, a braggart. Psychopaths are arrogant people who believe they are superior human beings. I might fall into this category, people. Um, And you guys just heard my speak like, oh, I do all the hard work. I take all the high Mm -hmm. dollars and I really shouldn't be. And I think that's also where my slight depression came from. I was like, damn, it's kind of fucked up. Like, I was amazing. They just knocked me down a notch. Damn, they just knocked me down a notch. That's not me. I'm kind of, I'm kind of in that category. I have a, I have a yeah, huge what did ego. we talk about last week? The asshole or the bad boy? And I didn't like the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of me, to be mm-hmm. fair. All right. The next one. Need for stimulation or proneness to boredom. An excessive need for novel, thrilling, or exciting stimulation. Taking chances, doing things that are risky. Psychopaths often have low self-discipline in carrying tasks through to completion because they get bored easily. They fail to work at the same job for any length of time, for example, or to finish tasks they consider dull or routine. I think I'm in the middle ground here. Me too, because I do get bored easily. I'm not one of those people that'll stay at a job for forever if I feel like it's going nowhere. Yeah. But I also, not like other people where they're like, I'm so bored. It's the same thing over and over. I don't get a new job every six months to a year. No, I look at it like when I do a job, my job is to make it the easiest for me. But to yes. the highest quality that I can yes. go, where people are impressed by what I do, but I have a system where it's the easiest yes. for me. I am definitely looking for easy ways of things. I do not feel that it is necessary to do things the hard way. So I'm kind of in the middle there. Me too. All right. Next one. Pathological line mm. can be moderate or high. In moderate form, they will be shrewd, crafty, cunning, sly, and clever. In extreme form, they will be deceptive, deceitful, underhanded, unscrupulous, manipulative, and dishonest. That's not me. I don't know. If I'm being 100% honest with y'all, I think I am more of, like, moderate. Like, I pride so myself on being a truth teller, but it, only to a certain extent because I'm lazy above all else. Do you see what I'm saying? And I don't want, 
And well, I don't want to waste about, like straight up lying to people. Well, I think that's the high form is when you're yeah. just straight up dishonest, right? Mm-hmm. But the moderate form is where you're you okay, have you ever heard the argument straight up telling a lie or not giving the full story? Yeah, I've done that before. Okay. And I think to me that would be the moderate part of pathological okay, yeah. line where you're not like well, this in here, and you tell you like sometimes you tell yeah. a story and you leave out like certain aspects because you're like it would change the dynamic of what you're mm-hmm. hearing. That is a form of moderate pathological lying. I mean, people true. don't want to admit to that, but that's true. True, true. I guess. Okay, conning and manipulativeness: the use of deceit and deception to cheat, con, or defraud others for personal gain. Distinguished from item four in the degree to which exploitation and callous ruthlessness is present, as reflected in a lack of concern for the feelings or suffering of one's victims. That mm. I am not. That nah. one I can say I'm not. Like. Part of me, when I leave out information, is gauging what the long-term effect is going to be. And maybe that's a lot too much logic and it's not enough feeling. But part of me is saying, okay, how would I feel if I was in that person's situation? Yeah, yeah, that's not me. You know, would it affect them in a a degree? Like, how would this person feel about this? Right. Right, Right. okay. So, Mm -hmm. not that one. So, if you are, you're, you're on the path to psychopathy. Okay. Psycho. Lack of remorse or guilt. A lack of feelings or concern for the losses, pain, and suffering of victims. A tendency to be unconcerned, dispassionate, cold-hearted, and non-empathetic. This item usually demonstrated by a disdain for one's victims. So in, in particular to the people that you affect, do you have a lack of remorse or guilt for people who, who are going to be affected by whatever decision or lying or whatever you're doing. I mean, I have. (laughs) (laughs) If we're being honest here, in the past, yeah, maybe I have. And I really didn't think think about other people's feelings in certain situations or whatever, but... It's weird that I always... Okay, so this might... Yeah, maybe I'm middle ground here because, to be fair, and you hear me say this a lot, I... I care to a certain extent. Me too. If it's something that I feel like you're just, it would be something you just play up, mm-hmm. then I'm like, okay, whatever, you're going to deal with the consequences. If it's something I can right. deal with the consequences, then I don't really care. Right. But if it's something I feel like I couldn't deal with the consequences, if I was in your shoes, then I... Like, then I would be more empathetic that way. Yeah. So I don't have a complete lack of empathy. Yeah. Or- I don't have, yeah. We, uh, yeah, we have discussed this a lot. I don't even know, I don't even know if it's been on the podcast, but we both kind of feel the same. Like, in certain situations, it comes to a certain point where it's like, I don't feel bad for you anymore. But then I have also in my personal life had to a point where I'm like, I really don't care about some other people's feelings, so... Okay. Yeah. Shallow effect. Emotional poverty or a limited range or depth of feelings. Interpersonal coldness in spite of signs of open gregariousness. Yes. I would say I suffer from mm-hmm. that. I do have a shallow effect. Which is funny because I tell people, like, stop being so shallow. And I think it, for me, shallow is more not emotional. What this is mm-hmm. discussing for me, shallow is people who look at somebody and say, like, they're not 
worthy or they're not good or mm. I want somebody who looks super good, nice body and yeah, big chest, I don't, big yeah, booty, what, you know, whatever. Yeah. I think that's shallow to look at somebody physically and, and that's make me. a judgment. Right. But this is talking about more emotional side of it. Yeah. Like, mm. all right, next one. Callousness and lack of empathy. A lack of feelings toward people in general. Cold, contemptuous, inconsiderate, tactless. I can't say, I'm going to say no because it's not a feeling that I feel in general. Towards some people, I no longer feel. Well, I'm in the middle here. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of tactless sometimes. Sometimes I say things because I, and maybe that's it. Maybe it's like the narcissist, yeah. the ego in me that drives it because I'm like, if it wouldn't affect me, I don't see how it would affect you. Well, instead yeah, of looking uh, at it like, well, we all have different things and we all yeah. feel different ways. I don't look at it that way. I look at it like, I'd be cool with it. So why are you cool with it? Like, yeah, what I'm is your problem? Why are you so, and I'll be like, why are you so sensitive? But I definitely have lack of empathy sometimes. <laughs> all right. Parasitic lifestyle, an intentional, manipulative, selfish, and exploitative financial dependence on others as reflected in lack of motivation, low self-discipline, and inability to begin or complete responsibilities. Not me. So basically, you kind of mooch off of everybody. Yeah, you expect no. everybody to like pick up the weight. Mm -hmm. I'm middle ground here. Maybe I'm halfway on the way to psychopathy because I'm, I'm kind of middle ground here. I kind of brag that I am a dependent personality, mm -hmm. meaning I only like it so much as I like the stability. I call it stability. Mm -hmm. But once it goes, like, you trying to throw it in my face, then I no longer want to be dependent upon you. Is that weird? No. Because that's how I am. Yeah, I don't think I'm this. I don't like having to um, depend on other people and... Like, obviously, you guys know we've lived with my parents, and mm -hmm. and I hate it, and I think me and Calvin get in a lot of arguments because I feel like, well, why aren't we doing more? Why aren't you doing more? Why don't you have, like, 50 jobs just so we don't have to live here? So, yeah, no. Yeah. See, and if Lisa was like, hey, Tiff, I won the lottery. I want you to come live with me. I'd be like... Okay, like I had no problem. Mm -hmm. But the minute that Lisa and I got into an argument, Lisa was like, I did this. You would have none of this if it wasn't for me. But see, I'm that's not, the well, moment I'm, that I gained my independence. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like the minute you try to throw it in my face, I'm like, fuck you. I can do this on I my own. I don't think that's me. I don't throw things in people's face. No, but this is like, well, yeah, I'm just you saying, know, like, like I'm, I hope that's me. I guess I'm kind of parasitic until. Right. You try to, like, yeah. knock my ego down. So, that's why I yeah. say I'm narcissistic. Mm -hmm. Okay. There is, like, a ton more. So, I'm not right. even going to go through, like, the rest of his. But... What? You don't want to talk about promiscuous sexual behavior? <laughs> I, that I definitely don't suffer from. No, so let me, me either. Do, I'm not even <laughs> going to read the details of these because it does provide details. Yeah. We'll put it in the link of the show notes. Uh, but I'll just briefly say the topics. And then one is... Poor behavioral controls, promiscuous and sexual behavior, early behavior problems, lack of realistic long-term goals, impulsivity, irresponsibility, failure to accept responsibility for own actions, mm -hmm. many short-term marital relationships, 
juvenile delinquency and revocation of conditional release, criminal versatility. So basically, you're super promiscuous, mm-hmm. you have a large criminal past, you care nothing for others, you think in the short term, never in the long right. term, which the rest of that doesn't describe me at all. I'm a goody yeah. two-shoe in the fact that, like, sexually and criminal-wise, yeah. I'm a goody yeah. two-shoe. Um, criminal-wise... I'm too germaphobic to go to jail, so I'm a good girl. And no, I'm not really. She's too germaphobic to drop the soap. Right. I, I've been married for almost 10 years, so that all doesn't even. Ugh, no. No, but yeah, there's a lot of them, and I would love to hear your guys' answers. Like, even if you want to just go on and take the quiz, just so me and Tiff know the answers. Like, I'm take sure we're not going to have a part three. Take the link but, and tell right. us if it kind of, like, your middle ground. Right. Do you feel it's, you know, accurate or if it's not accurate? Just kind of let us know because it would be kind of interesting to know. I think so. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, thanks for listening to our rant. Um, if this is a long pat- podcast. We thought it was going to be mean, pretty short. Cause but it all kind of tied together, though. It's like everything. Yeah, hypochondriasm, doctors, yeah. health insurance, and, and psychopathy. Like, um, we must have liked the dark horse. Dark, Are we out of it already? It, it's yeah, gone. Hmm. Uh. Well, poo. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess we are out of here. Oh, but, oh wait. Hold on. <laughs> Apparently, Lisa's... <laughs> Um, over the filament. Um, it's a good thing that I'm, Calvin is, is here as well. But yeah, and he's upstairs doing a different podcast, which we should go totally bomb. Yeah, we're going to bomb it. Okay, so let's hurry up. Okay, so, yeah, so you can hit us on all the social media sites at the MWT Podcast. All of them. We're on them all. And Email us at the MWT Podcast at gmail.com. You can text us at hit a tiff because I don't know still. 331 684 8814. Hit the robot. Bam. 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 <laughs> and, well, and now we're about to go totally like interrupt the RBU because. If you guys don't remember, Sterl and um, Jannard has totally bombed our podcast before. So we're going to try to get it. We, like last time we were super we late, were totally so we're going to try to do it. Like we were all excited. Like we're bombing the podcast and like, we're done, you dorks. And we're like, like damn oh, it. shit. So that's what we're going to do. We got to go. Peace. See ya. <laughs>